Hi, this is Chris Peppel. Welcome back to my Look to See Me podcast. Let me tell you what normally happens when I do a podcast. I'm a writer, so I usually write it out fully. And at this point, I would have a fully written script, and I would tell you what we're going to talk about, and I would go through my script, finish up, even have the keywords written down to put in uh, when I was doing the setup process to get it online. And today I'm just going to do something totally different. And I'll tell you why. Uh, maybe I can blame uh, Brene Brown. That's good to blame somebody else, isn't it? Uh, I have been listening to her podcast, Unlocking Us. Actually, I've been doing a lot of reading. There's a lot of authors I could probably put that blame on. But I, I listened to her podcast. I was in the car for a while yesterday. And I was listening to um, several episodes of um, Unlocking Us, and I was processing it with some of the uh, uh, young adult novels I've been reading, getting ready for to teach class, and I've been uh, reading some young adult modern novels. And I, everything just that's in my life right now is centered around that Unlocking Us, discovering who we are, finding our voice. And I realized that the way I've always done my podcast has been more of a discovery process instead of reaching a destination of a product that actually represents who I am as a podcaster, as a writer, as a woman, as an American woman. Um, who am I? And I've been for years unlocking that. If you've listened to my podcast, it's very clear uh, parts of who I am. I am a survivor of domestic abuse. I am a mother of two amazing kids. I am an ally for the LGBTQ community. I'm a mama bear, uh, which means I'm raising someone in the LGBTQ community. And so there's, there's so many things that I'm excited about, about my identity. But there's also so much that I've wrestled with. You know, what can I say in public? What what can I write in my books? I'm always so careful because I've, I've always lived my life. But what if? What if I offend someone? What if I lose a friend? What if I say the wrong thing? What if? And I've held so much of myself back. Now, don't get me wrong. There's, I should care about a lot of that. I certainly do not want to offend anyone. You know, I'm learning in this process. And I don't want to intentionally offend anyone. I don't want to use language that is derogatory language. I don't want to uh, say things that would belittle anybody. But at the same time, I can't worry about whether somebody disagrees with me. I, I come from a uh, evangelical Christian background. So I hold my breath a little bit when I say that. My Christian identity is very, very important to who I am. But I am having to claim the word Christian away from some people who are doing some very damaging things with that title, with that name, who are declaring hurtful things with that name. And in the past, I've not wanted to totally break with those people. And I, I can't tell you why. Um, it's... I was raised with the goal that this is where I should make myself belong. I need to make myself belong in this setting. And that's that's not a healthy approach for me. That's not what I need to make my focus on. I need to be who I was created to be. I need to breathe life into other people. I need to bring love and hope and encouragement. 
And if someone in that group disagrees with me and feels offended because I am walking away from the setting that they think that I should want to be a part of, their church, their their building that they have created, I can't worry about that. I can't put that as a focus of my life as to whether I can be a part of a certain group or not. What I've learned with the groups that I've lost and the people I've lost is that beautiful people have then come into my path, have come on to this journey with me. I have met some amazing, amazing people that just have filled me with so much hope and love and courage and so much beauty. I've met dancers and artists and poets and accountants and doctors and nurses and just so many people with such depth to their lives. And I would have never met these people before if I had um, kept fighting the battles that I was fighting before. I was fighting battles that didn't need to be fought. I was, I was fighting battles to make myself fit into a place where I never should have even tried to fit. Places where their beliefs don't really even coincide with what I believe religiously or spiritually or morally. And so it's been so freeing. So here's, why am I telling you all this? Because this is the new way I'm going to do the podcast. I'm just going to talk to you for a little bit. I'm a poet. I'm going to read a poem. That's the next thing I'm going to do. And the poem I'm going to read ties in. I'll make it all tie in in a minute. And for those of you who are thinking, oh, I really liked your structured podcast, bear with me just a little bit. Give me a little bit of grace as I figure out this new style. And I... I am. I'm going to tie it in. But the poem that I wrote recently, and it's on my website, uh, www.chrispeppel.com, but it's called The Night Before. There are those moments in life that hold sweet anticipation of the day ahead when we proclaim our newly found love for the first time or say I do to the person we hope will be with us through the end of time or when we imagine what's inside the wrapped gift under the tree or nestled in a birthday bag, or when we look forward to a sweet reunion and to a hug from a friend who has been far from our home but always still close to our heart. Then there are those moments that hold the dread that comes with the unknown in the days ahead, when we face in court those who hope to see us broken enough to never know what healing is, or when we fear the diagnosis that we feel in our bones will not be the news we prayed for in our darkest hours, or when we take the chemo and the long hours of side effects and the uncertainty of a cure or face the surgery or know that with the rising sun we must say goodbye to a love we are not ready to lose. And life moves between these moments as we weave together memories and dry tears and calm fears and peek at gifts while others are asleep and write love notes and plan the songs that help us to celebrate our joy or to find a way to say goodbye. And we face both hopes and fears and are carried through these times by faith, by love, by wonder, by laughter, by tears by hugs, and by the ones who journey with us as we face the nights before. Okay, I'm tying this in with listening to Brene Brown, uh, because in her Unlocking Us, one of the episodes that I listened to, at the end of it, the guests were talking about 
both grief and hope existing together at the same time. And I think that's what I was missing so much of is the existence of allowing things that seem in contrast with each other to acknowledge that they exist within me at the same time. When I acknowledge my strength, I tend to pretend that my weakness is not there. Or when I acknowledge my grief, I tend to forget that my hope is still there. Or when I acknowledge my hope, I try to pretend that my grief is not there. And when we're in these stages of pretending or denying the existence of something that's moving and working within us, we're denying a part of ourselves. We're denying part of our present reality. And that's what I was thinking about when I wrote uh, this poem uh, the night before. And the people who I appreciate that are in my life and are staying in my life is that it's, it's both in me. And the people that are in my life can see both. They can see my faith and they can see the how dynamic it is. They can also see my questions and my my what ifs and what if I believe this or why do I believe this? Where did this belief come from? And they don't expect me to have all of the answers, but at the same time, they can see the depth of my faith. And both the questioning and the faith exist in me at the same time. Grief and hope exist within me at the same time. Oh, there are so many things that I grieve. I grieve my own mistakes in life. I grieve not learning things faster, not learning how to get away from domestic abuse faster, not learning how to... um, handle my stress better of the years of going through court and being a single mother. Uh, I let the stress take over me at times. Uh, I really became a person who uh, didn't handle it well and it affected my relationships. And I, I grieve that because, you know, I, I wish I could go back and do things differently, but at the same time I have, I, I have, so much hope in me. I see so much beauty of things around me. And I have so much hope for today, for the wonderful things that are going to happen today. Uh, I'm going to create a new type of podcast. I'm uh, going to spend time with my children. I'm going to update with them at the end of the day and and be filled in on what wonderful things that they're working on. Uh, my kids are 18 and 22, and I love being their mother and hearing their struggles and hearing their joys. And both are present within them at the same time. It's, it's, it's wrong of me as a mother to only want them to show me their joys and their strengths. I have to be able to embrace that there are things that they deeply struggle with. And there are such deep joys that they experience as well. And when I wrote the night before, I was thinking, of, you know, there's so many things that we have all at the same time in us. Maybe it's, um, you know, a sweet moment at a friend. And at the same time, an hour later, we're also having to say goodbye to another friend. Or, you know, we, we take a break from our medical treatments and experience a sweet time with a family member or with a friend or a walk out in nature. And then we have to turn around from that sweet time and go back to something hard. 
And they're both so real and they're both such a deep part of who we are. And I spent so many years trying to deny the existence of both things. Uh, I, I thought, you know, people wanted me to be happy and be happy all the time. And I felt a pressure to, uh, you know, not talk about my struggles. And then when I would talk about my struggles because I wanted to help educate people on what domestic abuse is like so I could maybe help free someone else from those horrors and and educate people as to why it's so hard to walk away and, and what we face in courts and what we face with finances. And when I would start to talk about that, that would be all that people saw. They would see the victim in me and they would want to uh, label me uh, with that victim label. And they would see me as um, someone who talked about difficult subjects and that, you know, I was going to weigh you down if I talked about that. And they would read some of my short stories that I wrote. And they were like, oh, some of your short stories are so hard to read. They couldn't embrace the other short stories that I was writing at the same time or the poetry that I was writing about the same time that's about such joy and such freedom and such beauty that I could see in the world around me. And I'm thankful that I didn't lose the vision of either one. You know, it's important for me to, at times, talk about the hard subjects, to say, let me tell you what it was like. Because if we can't see the hard, if we can't see and learn and educate ourselves about what domestic abuse is like, we can't help to end it in our society. But at the same time, that's not who I am as a whole. I'm not just a victim. Uh, I'm a survivor. I'm one who loves to find ways to thrive. I'm one who sees the joy, who sees the beauty, who loves. I love a good pun. Uh, I have a friend that I share puns with. Uh, and when she goes through hard times, I like to send her a pun. And um, it's fun for me to just break the tension sometimes and acknowledge that we need just a good all round of laughter. And to me, that's what life is. Uh, the people that can walk through both of those with us, they're the ones who are with us as we face the night before. Whether it's an exciting time or a hard time, they know that that moment is not what defines us. They can see the beauty in us. They see us not just as a victim or not just as you know, the person who shares puns, they see us as both. They see the wholeness of us. They can see the hard and they can see the beauty all at the same time. And it's like that podcast when they were talking about both grief and hope being in us. It They're both part of who we are and they don't have to be exclusive and neither one has to totally define who we are. We can acknowledge our grief and process our grief and find ways to grow from our grief, and we can embrace our hope and share the beauty that we find with others. And when somebody only defines us by one aspect of that, then they limit who we are, and they limit our strengths, and they limit our beauty, and they limit our growth. And when we give them the power to do that, then we are giving away part of who we are a part of our future, a part of our potential, part of the hope that we are growing into. And so that's what I wanted to say in this podcast. I just wanted to talk for just a minute 
um, and give you permission to look and see who has power over defining you. Are you giving a group of people or a person power to define you? Is somebody labeling you with a label that it is just not really who you are? Are you fighting to join a certain community that really doesn't even have a stake in who you are, that once you're part of that community, they're not going to embrace you. You're going to be living a life of pretending. You're going to be living a life that limits you if you join that community. And I I hope that you can see that. And I hope that you can find the courage to say, now I'm going to break out of the molds that I've been in and the limitations that I put on my own growth and the limitations that I put on who I am and how I allow other people to define me. And I'm going to acknowledge all of the areas that I have to grow. Like I said, I've, you know, I've had a thousand things that I've, I've had to learn through and learn to do better and learn how to be stronger and learn how to be more compassionate and learn how to be more loving. And I'm not ashamed of the fact that I had to learn that, but I'm also not going to let anybody limit me by labels that they put on me or limit me by the fact that they only see one aspect of something. Um, They can see my struggles and still acknowledge my faith. They can see my tears and acknowledge my joy as well. They can know my missteps and see the beauty and the growth that I've experienced. They can understand that I question, that I still have to dig deep to let my faith grow and to wrestle with sacred texts and with prayers and with all areas of my faith that I want to to grow and experience and that I can still have a deep, deep faith and a deep, deep spiritual connection and a, a deep Christianity that I can embrace and that I'm not ashamed of. And I have fears and I have strengths all at the same time. And there are people who are journey with me. They're my, the night before people, the people who are excited when I'm celebrating something and are willing to say, way to go. Great job. Because don't we all need to hear that sometimes? I was on a conference call earlier today, and the person announced themselves, and everybody was silent, and the person said, "Uh, hello, I need a little affirmation here, and the person just wanted somebody, you know, we all laughed and realized that our silence was probably um, not what the person wanted to be greeted with, and so we loosened up, and we said hello, and we said some encouraging words. We need that. We need the people who go, yes, come on, you can do this. You can tell that person you love them. Uh, you can, you can propose tomorrow. You can write that book. You can, you can write that poem. Uh, yes, you can go into that job interview strong. And there's people also who are just there in the silent times and in the grief who say, it's all right, I'm just going to sit with you. I know you don't need anything, but I'm going to be the one to tell you that I love you when you most need to hear it. I'm going to be the one who tells you I'll pray for you or that I'll send love or that I'll give hugs. And isn't that beautiful? And so many times we want to limit people. I mean, I think of people in the LGBTQ plus community, and I think sometimes that's all we want to see is just one aspect of that person. Oh, I hear people say that all the time. Oh, they're gay. Well, yes, maybe they are gay. But 
there are also so many other things. I mean, they have a career, they have passions, they have talents, they have gifts, they have things that they're grieving, just like I grieve. There's things that they're celebrating, just like I celebrate. You know, you say, oh, they're transgender. Yeah, don't say it like it's a sad thing. Oh, celebrate that. They're transgender and they're, what? Ask them, find out, find out the beauty of all of their gifts and their talents. Find out the things that they love. Find out the things that make them cry. Uh, None of us are just one thing. Oh, they're the victim of domestic abuse. Yeah, but don't just leave that label sitting there. Oh, they're the people that, oh, she gets stuff wrong quite a bit. Ah, but does she get stuff right? Tell her that she gets some stuff right. You know, see the growth, see the beauty. Don't just put, nobody is just one label. Nobody's, you know, a lot of times in, with the older generation, I, I, I work with a lot of older people and sometimes they want one label to stick. Uh, you know, that Muslim family up there. Ah, the one with the beautiful garden. Ah, the family with the sweet kids who are learning to ride their bikes for the first time. Ah, the ones who had the death in the family. You know, just that one label is not who we are. And for so long, I tried to fit under just one label and one style and one way of podcasting and one way of writing. So I'm going to let you see a little bit of the diversity of who I am and, um, I hope you like it. I hope you return. I will still write out some. My other podcasts will still be focused. But today, I just wanted to experiment with just giving myself the freedom to just talk, talk, just break through the labels, break through the expectations of what my podcast is and say, hello, listeners, I'm Chris Peppel. This diversity is part of who I am. This just rambling is part of who I am, rambling in the spirit. So thank you for allowing me to ramble in the spirit. Thank you for being part of who I am. Thank you for seeing me beyond just one label. Thank you for being people who um, help me be a better person, to grow, and to celebrate who I already have grown into. I hope you have a really good week, and I hope you stay safe, stay well, hang in there, everybody and return next week for my Look to See Me podcast.